Summer State Studios. This is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast, presented by IceTimeHockeyWest.com and brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at Liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, your hockey superstore with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. Indiana Tech University for ticket and schedule information for the two-time ACHA National Champions. Go to IndianaTechWarriors.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. University of Georgia Hockey, power school athletics tradition, college town atmosphere, and the building of a program like no other at UGAHockey.com. College Hockey Inc., growing the game at the college level and beyond. Adrian College, championship hockey culture, and a nationally rated small private school education at AdrianBulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, with Caesars Rewards, Members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. Maryville University, the big city style of St. Louis, small school education. For more information, visit us at maryvillesaints.com or at maryville.edu. Summer Skates, order your custom koozies or shower shoes at summerskates.com and show your game in comfort and style. University of Mary Hockey, top flight hockey, intense rivalries, championship aspirations, and more. For schedule and ticket information, go to goyoumary.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app, the only app that lets you earn Caesars rewards, but please play responsibly. FedEx, the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be joining us on this Wednesday night, about an hour later than normal, but that's okay. That's what we do. And, of course, everybody gets this on the download anyway. Scott Strandy with you uh, live in Kansas City, Missouri, at the beautiful Harris Hotel, Casino, Resort, you name it. It's here in Kansas City. My co-host, as always, but I haven't seen him in forever, and I haven't heard from him in a couple of weeks. Stephen Marsh, how are you, and how are things in that big, beautiful championship city of Las Vegas, Nevada? Well, there's a reason you haven't heard from me in a while, because you've been so busy uh, the last couple of weeks going on your, your travels. Um, of course, last week, partly was that was that, and then, we, and then I was also at pro hockey duties with the with the preseason games so the, the and your in your travel schedule so obviously we couldn't do it another time so uh but that's okay because that gives us a lot for this week and then the other thing is it's it's uh i see that uh you've become pod now on the uh on the app here <laughs> yeah you. okay <laughs> uh, let me tell you the backstory on this one i uh i lost my phone somewhere in tennessee i i didn't lose it it, it fell off my car i stopped to put uh gasoline in because the gas prices were so cheap and i i thought 318 a gallon i gotta get there so i went and put it on put my uh phone on top of the car and drove away and uh just started to get onto the freeway and i heard something go clunk 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 and i'm going like what was that 
I checked around. As you know, I have four phones. Now I have three. <laughs> so you have so, uh, one less phone now. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it was the one that had everything on it. Everything. It's always that way. It's like when you it's like when you lose luggage in your travels. It's always the one that has all your medicines and everything. Yes. That you need. Yes. So I'm uh, I didn't bother to even go back and look because I thought, well, first of all, if I'm able to find it, it's probably trash. And secondly, is uh, we were getting on the freeway in Tennessee and I thought, yeah, I'm going to go off the exit at the next exit, come back around. I'm not even really sure where it happened. I just remember hearing it. And sure enough. So anyway, uh, I had to bring Pod back uh, on my other account. And uh, people are liking it. I'm already getting uh, comments about Pod being back. Hey, I mean, he he might be the most popular uh, personality we have here at Ice Time Hockey West. (laughs) More so than Paul, if that's hard to believe. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's a good one. So anyway, I'm at at the bottom, and then maybe you're there at third. Paul's probably number two. (laughs) And then Pod's at the top. Okay. Okay. Anyway. And behind the um, scenes person, Terry's at the top, of course, because she's. She, yeah, there you go. There you go. Now you got it but right. But she's not on air, so she's, you know, but she's back behind the scenes. So. <laughs> um, but she's the reason she's, why we, she's the reason why we can do these shows. So it gets these shows it, on the air, so. Exactly. And she's the one that's making an X for you since you uh, didn't <laughs> yes. like the Twitter bird. Well, I, I don't, I, I prefer the Twitter bird, but that's not what it is anymore. I, I, I know, I, but do you know how hard it is to find the X logo? It's just not out there. When you find oh, it, yeah. it's clear. So uh, it's almost I, I, impossible. Well, but anyway, she sent me the updated graph. It looks very good. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's before we bring on our guest, which is uh, Nick Raboni, the associate head coach at UNLV, who was going to come on last week, but I was driving between, um, let's see, West Point, New York, and uh, college. Um, oh yeah, you got state to see, college. You got to make a stop in in uh, New York, so you got to see Paul's palatial estate firsthand. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to see the estate. He wouldn't let me go there. Hmm. We went We went to Long Island University, and then I went from there on to Atlantic City, and I got out of New York before the flooding rains hit, so that, that was, was always a good thing. That was smart. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I did get to go see the beautiful military academy, West Point, and what a thrill that was. Um, it, so anyway, we, we can go into all that at some other time. But Nick Raboni is going to join us tonight. So Nick was going to join me last week, and we kept bumping it back, bumping it back, because I kept getting stuck in traffic yeah, do, or road construction. Sh- you were going to do the show yeah. solo last week. Yeah, well, you were at the Vegas Golden Knights game. Um, but anyway, well, we got I could to have the done point. it from the arena, but we've tried that before, and that doesn't oh yeah, that doesn't work. That, <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't work. work. <laughs> Even if I go down underneath, then you probably don't get a signal, and it's not good. So. So anyway, Nick and it was, was going to join it was us. Their first home preseason game, so I figured be there and stuff. So uh, you know, we couldn't do the show yeah. earlier because of your travels and stuff. So that's that's how we got. To yeah, it, it worked out okay. It worked yeah. out okay. So anyway, Nick was going to join us, and um, he he's expecting uh, his first child pretty soon. So uh, we got kept moving it back, moving it back. He's going like, hey. I, I don't think I can make it. I think we got to go to the hospital. This could be the time. <laughs> so I said, by all means, That's more uh, that is far sure. more important I mean, than we, us doing a show. We, we we pride ourselves in being a very important uh, uh, production here in podcast. But when it comes to having your first child or any child for that matter, that probably takes uh, precedence over doing this little uh, little podcast thing we do. Yeah, absolutely. And by that time, we'd pushed it back so long. I thought, you know what? It's just better not to do it because by the time we got started, anyway. you've been traveling all yeah, day anyway. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, and I was in Nittany Lion Country at that point. I was oh, uh, no. spent the night uh, you survived, you in survived Penn the, State. 
You survived that, huh? Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, before Nick comes on, I just want to touch base and let people know uh, what what's happened over the last, uh, I don't know, a little more than 15 days now. But from the, the 15th is, have, of September. Where haven't you been at the last 15 days? <laughs> well, from September 15th to September 30th, I was able to uh, take our, what I call our ACH, um, ACH Top 20 Tour of America. It was my opportunity to uh, to see as many ACH teams, ACHA, you know, whatever, uh, as many of those teams as I could. And as it worked out, I went from Maryville and saw their home opener, went over to Kansas City for a few days, then down to uh, Drury, had a chance to visit with the folks at Drury, then moved on and went to, um, let's see, where did I go from there? Oh, I went to uh, Tennessee State, who's going to be a new program coming up. And uh, I saw them. Then I moved on from there. I was going to go to Georgia, but I ran out of time. So I went straight up to Lynchburg and uh, got to see Liberty and Minot State play two games. Got to see the six-time national champion Liberty women play a game in the afternoon on a Saturday. And um, went from there uh, to a couple of NCAA schools. I already mentioned Long Island and uh, West Point. And then came back across and saw last Thursday night, um, I saw Adrian play uh, Purdue Northwest. Friday, I saw Indiana Tech and Grand Valley. And uh, while I was at that game, Stephen, this just kind of happened. I didn't realize it was happening, but um, Lake Superior State's women were playing Indiana Tech at the same just before. So I was able to catch uh, Lake Superior State too. Uh, so that was kind of cool. I saw the Lake Superior State women play. Um, then on Saturday, I rounded it up by being, uh, I think, the only media person to watch the University of Mary win their first M1 game at Illinois State, and boy, boy, they were impressive. Well, that that is impressive. That, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of uh, mileage you you've racked up on the car uh, <laughs> the last two weeks. And, <laughs> you uh, you want to know how many miles since we left? Nine thousand eight hundred and fifty five miles we put on since the. Uh, 30th of July. Does that surpass the last time you went on the, one of these kind of Oh, yeah. 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 This is uh, two full months. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how but, we rock. But, <laughs> but you did it, you did it so well. You're a master planner. You planned it so well. And, and then you even had a couple of things that you didn't plan for that you were able to get into with seeing the, the women's team of, of some t of some of the schools and and, you know, like the Liberty, you know, Liberty women, which you'd plan and then the men play, you know, and then you had. One night you got to stay up past midnight to watch a game. You had that in there. You had some afternoon games. You had games at uh, you know regular times. So you kind of got the whole gamut there. And and yeah, University of Mary getting their first uh, Division One win, ACHA Division One win, which is uh, exciting. And uh, and and the season's fully underway now. I, I mean, everybody I think has played a game now, and the and the season is is full throttle. So um, absolutely. So it's good that you you're able to get some 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 games in. Uh, I guess the question is, did did you see anything? I know we got Nick on here in a second, but anything from your travels that surprised you or you were impressed by? You mentioned uh, when you're texting with me about Minot State, how good they looked in in their games. Oh, let let, let me tell you. you start there? Uh, okay. I saw a lot of ACHA M1 programs, um, and uh, there's a lot of really good ACHA, and that's why we, we changed the name to uh, the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 because there is a big difference between the top 20, 25 teams in the country and everybody else. 
but this Minot State team is just reloaded. Um, that that's the fastest. I told you, I think in, in the last decade, it might be the fastest. It might be the best M1 team that I've seen play, especially considering they played their first two games on the road at Liberty and, uh, and then went back home and had to play at midnight too. Yeah. Yeah. And had to play at midnight too. And it was, uh, and, uh, it, it was unbelievable that that team is, uh, I, I texted a couple of, uh, NCAA friends and I said, Hey, uh, just be careful when you play these guys because uh, they're really good. <laughs> and then, they're really good. And then last, and then last week in Minot State had their banner raising in in Minot, North Dakota. Uh, it, it played uh, Liberty again this time in Minot and won both of those games. Games were were pretty close games though, so that's credit to Liberty. Well, the first one was. Second one was kind of ugly, but uh, well, yeah, mean, the first one went to a shootout. Second one was like eight one in favor of Minot. So. Well, you're talking about the games you went to. I'm talking about last week and when they. Played. No, that's what I'm talking to. It was eight one last oh. uh, last Saturday night in Minot. Oh yeah. Friday yeah. was a shootout, and then the uh, yeah the, the two games that I saw were two goal games. One of them an empty net goal. But yeah, anyway, cool. we'll get into that later. We get, we got to get to uh, UNLV hockey because okay. they started off the season uh, against Grand Canyon last weekend and came away with a couple of wins. So let's bring on the associate head coach from UNLV, Nick Raboni, is with us, Nick. Um, first of all, thanks for, for putting up with me because I, I put you out to dry last week and you still came back this week. How you doing guys? Thanks for having me. No, we're, uh, we're all good. We're all good. I enjoy being on. Okay, Nick, you, you probably heard, uh, what I was saying is that I took a little tour, um, 15 days, um, to see the Eastern part of our coverage area. Um, Liberty, uh, Minot State, as you're familiar with Maryville, um, saw the guys down at Drury who are making a, trying to make a move to uh, M1 as well. Saw Adrian, saw Grand Valley, saw Illinois State. Um, saw you, Mary, get their first M1 win. Uh, let's see, saw Illinois State, saw Indiana Tech. There'll be, <laughs> so, be a test on this later. <laughs> so I saw all. a bunch you've of them. It it's a lot of good hockey. <laughs> so I want to ask you, because you've seen a lot of these teams in the past, how good is uh, ACHA M1 hockey getting right now, Nick? And is it the best you've seen it? Definitely. I mean, this is going to be my, my ninth season at UNLV, and I think it's our sixth at Division One. Um, so, I mean, it gets better every year. Like, our league is getting better with, with the WCHL. Um, I think that uh, there's just more and more talent that's coming in every single year. I think that it's just becoming a better, better option for guys, and um, sometimes, you know, they don't want to go the D3 route and, you know, you have a lot of those players that, uh, that decide to go elsewhere. So it just, uh, it keeps getting better. Okay. So that being said, let's talk about, uh, your start, uh, Grand Canyon. I was a team that's, uh, kind of a thorn in the side of everybody they play. They're getting better as you go, but especially uh, in Phoenix, Scott, especially <laughs> in Phoenix. That, that oh yeah, that building. I've never been there, but I've always said that's a very tough place to play. I'm sure Nick can can attest to how tough it is to play at Grand Canyon. They're a good team. Uh, I mean, I think that Danny does a really good job down there in terms of you know um, recruiting and getting him to play hard. I mean, they they always give you you know their their best effort no matter what. Um, you know, obviously it was the kind of a tale of two different games last weekend for us. Uh, it was our first game of the year, so I think that that always kind of um, is a little bit different for guys, especially some of the freshmen. And um, But no excuses. They played really tough, and I think that uh, – I don't think the second game was indicative of how good they are. I think we just got hot at the right time, and 
the guys are really rolling. Nick, can I let me follow up with that? Like you, in the past, you guys have started some seasons. You start at home, and then you go on the road for a bit. This year, you're, you're starting uh, a couple weekends on the road before you have your first home game. Um, I, I don't know if there's a necessarily a preference, but what can be the the benefit, I guess, of starting on the road? I guess it, one would be you can get the team together. It's a, b a better bonding thing. But would you prefer to start a season at home, or do you kind of like having these first couple weekends away from home before you get get into home hockey? I love starting on the road. I know Coach Greener can attest to that as well. Like you said, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's it's a great opportunity for guys to um, bond a bit more. Um, there's there's really nothing else going on, no other distractions. You know, we have some certain rules and things that we set in place during during team dinners to help guys connect a little bit more with no phones and and things like that. But we always use the phrase like you know, championships are won on the bus, and I really think that that's a big deal. You know, we really encourage our guys to to, you know, not have any clicks on the team and get to know people that you don't normally get to chat with on a daily basis. And, you know, I think that that's a big thing with starting on the road. So we love it. Nick, I'm going to take you back to uh, the national tournament last uh, last spring in in Boston. And uh, we had Wyatt Wasilenchik on from, from Minot. And I asked him about that. And he said, you know, I'll be honest with you, I was scared to death about going to uh, <laughs> to Boston from the standpoint that all of our boosters and all the money that people put up to make that long trip out there and knowing that um, if if you lost that first game, it was a one and done and everybody's plans for the week were, were pretty much over. Um, and, of course, we know what happened. They went on to win the whole thing. But uh, what were your thoughts on going to Boston? And I know it's an awfully long trip from Las Vegas. It is. It's it's um, financially it's tough for for a lot of teams in our league, especially out west here for us to to be able to to make that commute. Um, you know, it's a long plane ride, and the the hotels aren't cheap. And you know, I, I like the one and done format in our league. It's it's uh, personally I do. I think that um, it's fun. It makes it exciting. It kind of really like it's anybody's game. You run into a hot goalie or uh, some some crazy puck luck or stuff like that. Um, but I, I love the fact that they're heading back to St. Louis. I like the fact that they're heading back to St. Louis for multiple years. I think it's it's a beautiful venue. It's my favorite place we've been to by far. Um, no disrespect to Marlboro, but the setup wasn't exactly ideal um, with that many teams there and just kind of the way the, the rink is laid out. Um, but I really, really love St. Louis, and I'm happy to be back there for multiple years, and hopefully we're, we're right in the mix there, each and every one of them. Nick, in addition to that, uh, being back in St. Louis, uh, the ACHA made an announcement earlier this year that there's going to be 24 teams qualifying now for the M1 tournament. I'm sure you're excited about that. I, I wish they would have done that like a couple weeks earlier. I would have called it the ACHA or the ACH Top 24 <laughs> instead of the Top 20. But um, anyway, your thoughts on, on the fact that there's going to be four more teams eligible to play in the tournament? Yeah, it's a great tournament. It really is. It's uh, it's so hard to win, and I think that uh, you know when you get some some more playing type games and things like that, those are always really fun to watch. It's exciting. Um, you know, it gives it gives guys an experience that they generally wouldn't get, and so I think uh, you, when you're giving that to, to more collegiate athletes, um, it's things that they're going to cherish for a very long time post their post their collegiate career. But um, it opens up the possibilities for some really cool upsets, too. I mean, like I said, it's it's a fun tournament, and you never know who can get hot at the right time. 
Yeah, totally, totally agree with you on that part of it. Okay, getting back to your roster, uh, Stephen loves the roster part, so I'll I'll let him get into that. But yeah. I want to ask you about the schedule. Your schedule this year again, and I've commented from both NCAA and ACHA that uh, I think the schedules are as good as I've ever seen. You happy with your schedule this year? Uh, yeah, we love our schedule. I think, like I said, our league gets better every year. So all of these games, Arizona State, Arizona, uh, GCU, you know, Utah, like you're in battles night in and night out. And then you look at kind of our, our non-conference schedule and, um, you know, we get to play Ohio. Um, you know, we get to play uh, Minot three times this year. Um, you know, Illinois State's another good program. And then you look at the, the um, you know, the kind of uh, interdivisional play within the WCHL. And we have, you know, Central Oklahoma to come play us in Las Vegas. So it's a really, really tough schedule. Um, but we love it. I think that it'll we'll, we'll be battle tested for sure. Um, you know, unfortunately, we don't get any NCAA games this year. But, you know, no, no harm, no foul there. You know, we hope to get some more on the schedule in, in the future years. But overall, we, we – you know, we really love our schedule. We love our 20 home games. Um, there's no other place like City National. Right, Nick. And you were telling me that this is the most home games you've had in a season, right? So how is it kind of nice that you're getting you're getting more teams that want to come play out your guys' way and that you can get more more home home dates than, than you have in the past? Definitely. I, I mean, you have teams like are out of conference play, like Minot coming in, Jamestown coming in, both really, really good teams. Um, and, and it's good for our fans. Like they, they love us. They, they enjoy coming to the rink and we want there to be quality teams coming in to play us. And I think that, uh, coach Greener does a great job with the scheduling outside of our non-conference games. So the fans will certainly be in for treat for most nights. I think we're going to have some really good battles. All right, I opened the door for Steven, and he went right back to the schedule. But well, okay, well, I can go right into it. Well, before we get to this, uh, this just came out just a few hours ago. How perfect, because we have gives us material to talk about. Uh, you guys put out the releases about your captain, so maybe we could talk about that. Uh, you guys named Alec Johnson your captain for this season, and so maybe talk about him being your captain and just your whole captain group that you have for this season. Uh, yeah, it's a great leadership core. I mean, as you know, Stephen, like, we bring back 90% of our roster that we've pretty much had together the last few years now. Um, it's a tight group. It's a close group. And the, uh, the captaincy was, it was a tough decision for us to make between the, you know, the assistants and the captain and um, just with the amount of leaders and upperclassmen that we have, because we firmly believe that all these guys our juniors and seniors can lead. And I think they're all bought into that. And, you know, you don't necessarily need a letter, but, um, the guys that do that are wearing a letter are very valuable pieces to us. They're all very authentic in who they are. I don't think they try and be anything that they're not. Um, we love Alec, you know, with him being a senior this year. He's a guy that really leads by example. He sets the tone in practice. He sets the tone in games. You know, he's not a man of many words, but when he does speak, the guys pay attention to that. Um, and then you go down the list and you have a guy like Cole Wyatt, who's who's really blossomed into into a solid two-way forward for us. Another guy that really leads by example. And then some of the more vocal guys in, in Matias Del Monte, Rob Bacalm, and Hunter Mazzillo on the back end. All three of those guys are, are, are positive guys. They're, they set the tone on the bench. You know, they, uh, they hold guys accountable. And I think that's our biggest thing this year is, you know, we want everyone to be able to hold each other accountable, but more so our leaders. And uh, we have standards set in place. And they're very high, you know, our, our, the bar is set high for this program. And so when you have that year in and year out, the, uh, the guys have to be able to hold each other accountable to that. And I think all four of our leaders will do a great job. 
So Nick, take us a little bit inside the process of how you decide. Um, is it something that you, as, as a coaching staff, decide, or do the players have an input in that? Uh, just kind of give us an inside uh, look and how you come up with, with the captain, uh, with the leadership group on a, on a yearly basis. Well, we always leave it up to vote to the team. Okay. Um, you know, we have some input as a staff, but for the most part, it's selected by their peers. Um, and we had a lot of different guys getting votes this year, so it wasn't an easy decision. There were a lot of ties and a lot of discussions that had to be had. Um, but I think that that just goes to show that everybody has a great deal of respect for, for all of our upperclassmen. Okay, we always know that you build a winning championship roster from the goal out. Um, you guys, unfortunately, lost a goaltender that was very, very good that had to retire due to injury. So um, I don't know how much we had a chance to talk to you about that since. I know Stephen has a little bit, but uh, tell our, our audience, uh, if you can, uh, just how much your goaltender that's, uh, that was forced to leave and was an international star as well, uh, how much Landon, you're going to miss him. Landon Pavelson we're talking about. Yeah, Landon, yep. Yeah, Landon was a great addition to the team last year, both on and off the ice. Um, really good guy in the locker room, commu committed to, to being involved in the community. Um, and then he was stellar on the ice force last year, no doubt. Um, you know, we'll definitely miss him. But I was definitely, uh, you know, we were, we were just happy to have him as part of the program, even if it was just for one year. I think he made a, a lasting impact. He left the program better than he found it, which is a big part of what we're trying to do at UNLV. But we also have a lot of confidence in, in our other goalies as well. You know, Zach Wixon and Vince Benedetto and our, our newest freshman, Luke Fundnader. So, um, you know, you look back to two, two seasons ago and, you know, Zach Wixon was, was the man. And, uh, you know, he was winning games night in and night out. And, and Vinny was a star in net when he, when he got his opportunity. So we're extremely confident in both those guys to be able to, to continue to carry on, um, you know, having some of the better goalie tandems and, and depth in the league. What, and what, what is the name of your – what's the name of your new goaltender? Luke Funnader. Oh, that's a, that's a fun name to say. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I'm not yeah. doing the, the broadcast. Good thing that will be up to, uh, to Dominic and them that do your home broadcast. Let's yeah. get that Lo name down. <laughs> Local Las Vegas kid. Oh, very cool. Oh, he's got to love that as well. Okay, so when I look at your team this year on, on paper, Nick, I, I think you're about as well-balanced as any team uh, in the ACHA. Um is that a fair assessment right now from what you've seen through the first weekend? Yeah, I mean, you look at our scoring, and it's it's not really just necessarily one or two guys. I mean, you had a lot of depth scoring, and uh, we had a lot of different guys contribute. And I think that that's a, a big part of kind of the way the roster has been structured. It's, um, you know, we have any single guy can come into the lineup and contribute right away. I think that that's the biggest thing that we love is, is our depth at both forward and defense. Um, we made some line, you know, line adjustments and roster adjustments after the first game versus GCU. And, um, you know, I don't know if that was the difference necessarily in, in our play, but you look at the guys that came in and they both contributed and, and right away. I mean, whether it was on the scoreboard or, or just their simple presence and their speed, and everybody has a different role to play. And when you have guys buying into that, that's a big deal. But like you said, Scott, we, we really like our depth. Um, and I think that uh, once everybody buys into what into their role, we're a tough team to beat. Okay, you talk about the depth and that. Um, I, I always see a phrase whenever I go to the University of North Dakota, there's a big sign that leads into their locker room that said, speed kills. And I just told you on the games that I saw over the last two and a half weeks, um, 
every team was looking at speed, 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 speed. Speed is great, but if you can't handle a puck or you can't make a pass or you can't catch a pass with that speed, how how important is that part of it, the fundamental part of it, Nick? It's it's huge. I mean, we, we focus a lot on attention to detail. Um, you know, yes, we want to play fast too, right? Like you said, everybody wants to play fast. But you can't play fast unless you focus on the attention to detail, whether it's your puck retrievals in the neutral zone, your breakouts, having having everybody staying connected through through uh, all three zones. I think that um, you really have to focus on the that aspect of things. And as you do those things, then you can start continuing to play fast. But playing fast really is, uh, you know, being able to make the first, second and third pass cleanly. And if you can't do that, the speed doesn't mean anything. So I think that you're 100% right in that aspect of it. Um, it's a big focus of ours is, is really putting the pucks um, in the right guy's hands and making sure that we're, we're making the good first pass out of the zone, um, being good and well-structured defensively. I think that the attention to detail is huge, and it's our identity. Okay, I got to follow one more up. I know Steven's brain is spinning over there, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna follow this one up by um, when you look at at this team this year. Can you compare it to any other teams or that you've had, or are they completely different in their own uh, complete identity already this early in the season? Yeah, I think every team is a little bit different um, every single year, you know, because you just never have the same guys, or it's extremely rare that you do, and certain guys mature differently. And, um, but I'll say this, this seems like the most bought in team that we have, um, since I've been here, these guys are very committed in the classroom. They've been extremely committed in the weight room this year, more so than I've ever seen. And that was a big emphasis in our pregame meetings. Um, you know, we had Topher Scott from the university of Michigan come in early on in the year and, and work a, a workshop with our guys. Uh, they really enjoyed it. I think it was a bit eye-opening there, and there's certain things that we we took from that that I think that will help us when we play, you know, those tough games in January, February, or whenever they may be. But I think, uh, you know, you even saw it when we played GCU on Friday night. You know, we had to come back being down three different times to come back and win in overtime. So um, that's big for us. I mean, regardless of who you're playing or what it is, to be able to do that in a game, that just kind of shows to, to the buy-in that this team has. And, and I think that it's – it's a very close locker room. Um, we don't have any clicks. We have a lot more guys living together this year than in previous years. You know, the, a lot of them are at the degree over there. It's uh, on UNLV, and then a couple guys have a house, but there's three to four guys in each house. There's um, every, you know, everybody seems within walking distance. So I think that's a big thing is um, having that uh, camaraderie off the ice as well. Uh, Nick, I want to ask you about your your guys' uh, staff. Obviously, you, you and Anthony have been there a bit now. You've have you've added uh, Colin Robin, who went from playing to now he kind of helps with you guys' coaching style. Is it basically is it is it the same? You, just you guys? Have you guys added any more on, on behind the scenes on, on the coaching side or or that kind of side or or how does that look? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've also added Matt Johnson as our skills coach and assistant coach as well. Uh, Matt was. Uh, a former player at Providence College in Salem State. Um, he's coached at the NCAA level. He's coached at the junior level. Um, so Matt's a great addition to what we're trying to do. He's He connects with our guys really well. Um, his hockey IQ is is incredible. And uh, I think that that's another thing we're really focusing on is, is getting more ice with guys and getting in some more skill sessions, getting more touches, 
and to have a new voice like Matt, who has a ton of experience, um, I think that's going to be big for us this year. Yeah, I thought I saw when I went to a practice a few weeks ago during the Gold Knights training camp that you guys were on the other sheet, went over there, and I thought I saw a new a new guy out there with you guys coach, on the coaching side. So that's good to good that you guys have you've added on to that and put the emphasis into that. Yeah, Nick, yeah. Nick, let me Go ask ahead. you. Let me ask you this: um, the Gold Knights win the uh, Stanley Cup. And we know how close Sounds their good, locker room it? is to your <laughs> locker good, room. <laughs> we know how close your locker room is to their locker room. How much of that championship culture, the vibe, um, the uh, confidence, if you will, the uh, desire to, to be a champion, how much of that has rubbed off just maybe inadvertently? They should be getting that back soon, by the way, because training camp's almost over with. They should, they, they should get their locker space back soon because they go nice take over that during the training camp. Right. Yeah. We're hoping next week. Um, I think it's a really big thing. I think it's part of a, a city's identity. Um, you know, you want to be a championship city, not just the Vegas Golden Knights or anything like that. I mean, when you see teams win a championship in, in, in this town, uh, it does push you a little bit to, to want to match that and, and be a part of something special. And when you see these guys that you're fans of, that the town's fans of um, celebrating and the jubilation, it's like, you know, you want that and you realize that, um, you know, it's very, very difficult to do. They had to make some tough decisions within the organization when it comes to bringing different guys in. Um, you know, they had to make some tough decisions with the coaching staffs and things like that. And they, they did what they needed to do win a cup. So I think for us as, as a staff and as a team, and it's only, it only benefits us, obviously hockey is just absolutely boomed here and it continues to, to grow every single day. And that obviously, um, you know, helps us with recruiting. It helps us with our fan engagement, our community engagement, our ticket sales. Um, it's huge. So I think that uh, it's a win-win for everybody. And we're extremely happy for the Golden Knights and, and their coaching staff and um, just everybody within the organization that we work with um, pretty much day in and day out at that rink. And of course, Nick was uh, during development camp during the summer. I think Nick came and watched some of the uh, practices, but he, he he watches more intently on what the coaches and how they're teaching more than what the the players are doing. So Nick, did you pick up anything during your 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 studies uh, that you can use for for the UNLV? <laughs> well, I've always been a fan of the phrase uh, "the best coaches are the best thieves." So I definitely <laughs> uh, steal a lot of drills. Um, you know, I t I'm I'm fortunate enough to have a good relationship with Ryan Craig, and you yeah. know, I can pick up the phone and call him or text him and meet for a coffee and, and talk hockey and pick his brain and guys like him and, and Brian Salcedo over the Henderson rink as well. And Wally Lacroix, like there's so many quality coaches here in town that I'll pop in at their practice. If they let me get on the ice, I'll get on the ice. And um, we're just really lucky. I, I think that uh, you're able to learn and, and um, you know, see different coaches and, and all this stuff without necessarily having to, having to leave Las Vegas. So um, love the development camps, love the practices and try and attend as many as I can. Yeah, how cool is it now that Ryan Craig is leading the Henderson Silver Knights? I, we've gotten to, you, you don't hear from him much when he was an assistant coach with the Golden Knights, but now you hear from him. Obviously, he's the head coach of Henderson. I've talked with him a few times in, in, in different settings and with his media stuff, and and uh, he, he's a, he's a guy that really knows the game well. Obviously, he's he's been under three coaches with the Golden Knights, and now he leads Henderson. So that's gonna be pretty cool for for Ryan Craig to get that opportunity. He's an incredible human being, not just a hockey coach. Like he is always there for you. Like he's a guy that will will always call you back um, and they don't have to, right? Like he's got a million things going on and, and I'm just, you know, I'm a guy that coaches the college hockey team in town, but he'll always call me back and he'll always return my text message. 
And his hockey IQ is just something that's like insane to me. <laughs> I mean, anything that I, I have questions on and um, he's, he's always willing to answer, but he's also has a, a, just a great response. And it's, it's, you know, just learning and trying to pick his brain. Um, but I'm really happy for Ryan. And I know he's going to do well in Henderson and um, would love to see him in, a, in an NHL um, head coaching role one day. Okay, Nick, I, I want to ask you this because uh, the Icebreaker and College Hockey Inc. announced that the Icebreaker next year for NCAA hockey will be at the Orleans, your old stomping ground over there, um, bringing in four pretty stellar NCAA teams. What does that say about um, the growth of college hockey in Vegas now? Because there's, there's almost a college game every year, if not every year, for the last three, four years. And a Frozen Four coming in a few years, too, the yeah. mobile arena. <laughs> yep, it's a destination city. I think that um, you know college hockey in general is, is growing. Um, not just, you know, not just out East, but out West as well. Like we always continue to talk about, but people do enjoy coming here. And I think that it's, it's a really cool thing for the Vegas locals to get to see too. And I think that it can definitely help our program in the future as we continue to try and push for, for that varsity status. And, um, hopefully one day, you know, we're playing in this, uh, in this tournament as well. Okay. I, I, we always ask that. And I, and obviously uh, you just, you say you guys are always trying to, win at this level which is obviously important but um we saw what the raiders did recently with uh giving a million dollars to uh unlv football so maybe maybe the golden knights can can hook you guys up with something and and get you guys promoted to the, to the next level so how are things standing with with your ncaa pursuits i know your focus is acha right now but i know behind the scenes you're you're still kind of uh, always pursuing kind of pursuing what your path on that yeah, I think that the, the biggest thing for us is, you know, we continue to work with the Vegas Golden Knights, and I think that there's uh, there's going to be opportunities here in the future for um, new rink venues. I mean, they have to build, I think, uh, another couple sheets. Um, so we've had conversations about, you know, potentially having something that would be um, more prone to, to NCAA hockey, and I think that that would be the next step in that process is really focusing on having a a building to call your own and a venue where you could host NCAA division one games. Um, and then as you progress into that, I think that you can look to, to continue to push for that status through the university. Um, so almost kind of flip flop, maybe how Arizona state did it where they, they got the status and then the rink. But if you get right. something like the rink, I mean, I think that puts you in position to, to kind of be a bit more competitive right away. Um, but you know, you look at something like Liberty has or Minot has and, and things like that. And those teams are, in my mind, the two of the best teams in our league that could make that jump one day. And maybe they will. I don't know. But they've already positioned themselves with, with a rink that could suit um, Division One games. And then Lindenwood, too, when they got that in 2019, with that, that facility opened up there in St. Louis. And, and yep. look at them. And uh, But the, the, there was an announcement a few months ago. I don't know. I guess it's not maybe official. But there was something in the news about a some sort of project being put out by um, – by where the, the Fiesta used to be, where, where the Pepsi arena still is, that that would include ice rinks or something. Is that something that would be something that you guys could, could play at, or is that something that you would be a part of that, where they would build a, a rink built big enough for you guys to be able to have games there? <laughs> uh, no comment at this time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. nice one. Good one, Nick. <laughs> okay, uh, I want to get you off of that train just a minute, uh, but I want to ask you about this because you've seen it's kind of a two-parter, but um, 
ASU announced that they were accepted into uh, the NCHC, which is arguably the best NCAA conference in in the country, and they've they've just continued to climb and and go through the obstacles of uh, the pandemic and all that. So they get um, an opportunity to play in a league now. We know how important that is, not only at the ACHA level but certainly at the NCAA level. So when you take a look at that. Um, does Greg Powers continue to make a roadmap for you guys? Yeah, I think Greg uh, blazes his own trail for sure at Arizona State. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's a, a necessarily a road map that matches, um, would be like a, a blueprint per se in terms of how, you know, you progress into what they've done at Arizona State. But when you look and see what Greg has done, it's nothing short of incredible, um, pretty much the way that he's, recruited and fundraised and and you know he's he's done it all like he's he's the man down there in terms of 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 being um building that foundation and uh, it's great to see them finally accepted into a league i think that's only going to help them even more i know he's uh, extremely excited about his his incoming class and the guys that he's bringing back and just everything that they're doing mullet arena is absolutely beautiful just i was fortunate enough for for him to give us a tour last time we were down there um, but I, I will say that, you know, the more successful they are, the more opportunities I think there is for, for teams out West. So we're always pulling for them. Okay. Part, hold on a second, Steve. I got one more follow-up to that. The part two of that, Nick, is that you guys have, have ventured out and played NCAA teams and, and, um, now Minot State's going to get their hand this, uh, holiday season, uh, with Denver and CC, which I think is an enormous challenge. ASU um, is playing Arizona coming up too. Uh, right, and and uh, that that game will be going on on Friday night. But one that intrigued me, Nick, and I don't know how much you know about this, but um, that team up but, uh, north of the border, Simon Fraser, the only Canadian university to play NCAA sports but not hockey, um, has taken on, I think, six NCAA teams. And I'm going to see them this Saturday night against Colorado College. But have you guys had any talks with Simon Fraser about maybe playing them and, and, and getting an opportunity to, to go up against them too? A hundred percent. Yeah, we've had those conversations with Simon Fraser, and I think that that could be something that works here. I know we tried getting them to come down to Vegas last year. So we'll see. I think that uh, it'll happen. I don't know when, but I'm, uh, I know I'm pretty confident that uh, we'll, we'll see them on our schedule here um, sooner than later. All right. My final one that Steven can finish up with his final one. Um, when you look at your schedule, the one thing I love about you guys, and I, I told everybody that uh, a couple of years ago, it was staying relevant, right? Uh, you had to go through the pandemic and all of that stuff, and you guys stayed incredibly relevant. So I'm going to give you a chance to uh, talk about some of the big events that you have coming up and game nights that, that make it special. Um, but but the other thing I wanted to, to really touch on was um, when relevancy was my word for a year or two, now my word is on coaching. So the first uh, part of the question will be about coaching, and then you can tell us about your games. But um, I watched Team USA this year. Uh, Nick in the um, in the under nine, under 18s, I guess it was, and I thought they had the best team in the country um, or in the world, uh, talent wise. But I don't think they could win the championship because I think they they needed some grinders, right? So I'm going around. I'm asking my coaches every time we have one on. Um, if you had a chance to build your roster, would you want the 24 or 25 best players that you could get, or would you try to build it? to uh to find role players that fit your team because sometimes it's hard 
to take the best player from every team and make them fit into, let's be honest, a third or fourth line doesn't get as many minutes as first or second. Yeah, I think that you have to find the right guys. It is not always about the best guys because there are different aspects in my in our coaching philosophy and my coaching philosophy of what makes a team successful. Uh, a big part of that is special teams. So you get guys that uh, you know generally are, are going to be really good penalty killers that aren't necessarily the guys that are, you're going to put on your power play. So it's totally different skill sets there. And uh, especially when you get to, to international play and those quick tournaments and things like that, the special teams could be the difference between winning and losing. Uh, but you need guys that are going to be able to, to be really good defensively, 200-foot players, you know, guys that are going to maybe have a little bit more skill that can take over offensively. So it is really about finding the right guys. Um, more so, you know, off the ice too, you know, what are these guys' characters like, you know, are they good human beings? Like, can you build relationships with them? Can you connect with them? Um, are they going to be able to, to fit in, in the locker room maybe that you currently have, but when you're building it from scratch, you definitely got to find guys that are bought in. Um, you have to have clear communication with what you expect of them and, and their roles. And if they're okay with that and they buy into that, I think that that's what makes the team successful. All right, and that part two was uh, tell us about some of the games you got coming up because we know you guys have an event almost every night, if not every game night. Yeah, a lot going on. Uh, you know, we finally get our, our home opener coming up here October 13th and 14th for GCU, and we actually wind up playing four home weekends in a row where we'll host um, GCU and then um, Utah, Arizona, and then San Diego State. So We'll, uh, we have some fun things lined up for the home opener. Uh, unfortunately, we had uh, one of our, our big supporters and, and um, helpers with the program, Mike Tomko, pass away right before the national tournament last year. So we'll be honoring him on, on that home opener. Um, and then moving into it, you know, we have, the, uh, we have our um, parents weekend coming up with, it, with Arizona in town. Um, and then, you know, we have our, our annual Midnight Madness game for San Diego State where we'll have some some Greek life there as well. And that's always going to be fun. And, you know, they have a, a better team this year. So we're excited to see them and bring them back to Las Vegas. But uh, that's a big rivalry just between UNLV and San Diego State in general. Uh, <laughs> but I think that those those four home weekends in a row are going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we can't wait to, to put out for our fans. Well, you guys picked a uh, – you guys are great at doing this, but you guys picked a heck of a uh, team to uh, – to have your midnight game, obviously, since you said San Diego State and UNLV uh, are schools that the teams don't like each other, at least in the other sports, that with football and basketball being the prime of those. But uh, so it'll be interesting. And then you have the fact that I've been to, I think I went to one the first year you guys did one, and uh, you do bring a lot of the Greek life students and. Uh, and they come, and uh, it makes for a very raucous atmosphere at that time of night. So that should be, I, I would imagine, yeah, the element of the San Diego State. Uh, whether they're familiar with how good they are or not, it's just going to be, it's just gonna be uh, uh, an exciting night, I'm sure, for, for you guys. Definitely. Nick, we appreciate your time as always. Uh, keep us updated on that baby watch, okay? I will do. Thanks, guys. Appreciate <laughs> having me on. All right, that's Nick Graboni, the associate head coach at UNLV. Stephen, I'll be back in just a couple of minutes to uh, talk a little more ACH Top 20. That's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Or maybe you need uh, to change hockey. it to Top 24. Well, yeah, we might have to change it. Uh, we'll be right back. As a premier ACHA M1 university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors 
in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 National Champions, four-time WCHL Champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. Wins hockey is one of the fastest-growing sports in the country, and at Maryville University in St. Louis, having two ACHA women's teams allows young women to continue to play top-level hockey. Maryville Women's Hockey aligns with the university's core values to provide opportunities for growth as a player as well as the sport. The Maryville University Hockey Center is the place to get a first-class hockey experience and is just minutes from campus. For more information on Maryville Women's Hockey, go online to MaryvilleSaints.com. Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey a big school hockey feel with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. The University of Arizona Wildcats return to the Tucson Arena September 29th. Join the tradition and become a part of the legacy of hockey in the old Pueblo. Cheer on your five-time Cactus Cup champions as the Wildcats pursue a national championship after a promising off-season of key roster additions. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org for schedule and ticket information and follow us on social media. Bear down and rise up. As San Diego State begins its first season of ACHAM1 Hockey, be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than 36,000 SDSU students in our many degree programs, from bachelor's to doctorate, enjoy the best of higher education and lifestyle. Go to sdsu.edu to see if our unique, diverse experiences for you, and visit sdsuhockey.com to support the top college hockey program in California. Looking to continue building on a successful first season at the ACHA W1 level, Lake Superior State starts its second season in the CCWHA, a season that included having three academic All-Americans. If this is the kind of tradition that you are interested in help building as a player 
or support off the ice, then visit us at womensd1lssuachahockey.com and see if the school rated Michigan's most affordable university is for you. Lake Superior State Women's Hockey, the small school advantage with the big hockey culture built in. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. Looking to extend your hockey career at a high level? Then the University of Georgia could be the place for you. Ice Dogs Hockey is an NCAA-style experience and championship culture combined with classic rivalries, big-time athletics, and an elite academic institution. Go to UGAHockey.com to start your journey and see if you can continue to help build the limitless future ahead for University of Georgia Hockey. Welcome back to another segment of ITASW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. All right, we're back to the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Kansas City, Missouri, the beautiful Harris Resort Hotel and Casino. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh from that beautiful championship city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, time just flies when we're doing this show. We still got more partners to get to. So uh, before we do that, um, I just want to touch base on on a couple of things that really stood out to me. And I know you sent me a few things as well uh, in game competition and stuff. But as I mentioned in the beginning, I got a chance to uh, to see the University of Mary uh, win their first M1 game against Illinois State. And First and foremost, that Illinois State building is really nice and really big. It's a AHL size building, and uh, you know it's older, but very well kept up, and uh, was really exciting. And to see you, Mary, go in there, and they lost the first night in overtime, and then won the second one. Um, boy, that, that was exciting times, and people wondered could they make the jump and would they be competitive. And we talked about how they made the first poll. Um, yeah, <laughs> and well, we're going did, like, are they for real? And I can I, tell you after seeing them firsthand, Stephen, they're for real. It's yeah, it seems like they are they are for real, and they're a team that should not be taken lightly for sure. Not only that, but they had to drive back um, like almost twenty four hours oh, <laughs> in a bus. They wow. had to get uh, about six hours outside of Bismarck, where the University of Mary is located. A forest. Six or four hours. I can't remember which one. They had to uh, get a new bus driver because their bus driver would run out of hours. So uh, they had to have that set up. And um, so you know what? That that just tells you the dedication of ACHA hockey. And you, um, Mary, is a, is a prime example of making the jump from M2 after winning a championship or two um, and and then making that next step up and, and making it work. And we see that at the M1 to NCAA level now with Lindenwood, what they're doing. 
But goodness gracious, that's uh, that's really incredible. I think to see a program make that kind of a jump that quickly. Well, and not being satisfied with playing at M two and winning championships there like they've done and saying, okay, well, we, we can do this every year, but they want to challenge themselves even more and become an M1 program, which they've done now, and and be competitive there, which to this point they have in the first couple of games that they've played. So uh, that that's good. I mean, yeah, you're right. We, we did talk about the, the first polls, and people did put Mary uh, in the first polls, and, and that would seem kind of, kind of weird, you know, like a team – haven't even seen them play an M1 game and they're already getting this kind of, but I think with their history and reputation of, of M2 and it's obviously showing that it was not as far of a, of a, of a far-fetched uh, stretch to uh, put them there. The, they've, they seem to be deserving of being in that top 20 mix already from the get-go. And this Friday, by the way, they're going to play uh, Minot State. <laughs> oh, well, they might get a dose of reality. To, uh, oh, this goodness. <laughs> that team is unbelievable. Uh, another team I want to shout out that I thought was very impressive um, was the play of, well, two teams. Um, the play of Maryville and, uh, I, okay, let me say three. Maryville I thought was very impressive against McKendree in their home opener, and their fan base was incredible. We talked about that um, uh, a couple of shows ago. Um, but also Indiana Tech, the environment in Indiana Tech, first time I've been there, three ice sheets right in a row, a full restaurant and bar across the top of it where you can watch and eat and drink and do whatever you want to do. And uh, they have a phenomenal setup and a phenomenal uh, team. Frank DiCristofaro does a fantastic job, and I know they came up a little short on the game that I saw against Grand Valley State, but Grand Valley played really well. That's another team that's really on the cusp. So I think when you talk about who can win the, the national championship this year, Stephen, I think there's 15 teams that, that could win it. And I'm, that doesn't want to, I don't want to rule out the other nine that make up the 24, but I think there's 15 legitimate um, M1 champions that'll be in that tournament. Yeah, no question. I think they have a very, there's, there's a lot of legitimate teams that have an opportunity and now with the field going to be at 24 for the M1 level, it's it's even more of a uh, more open than maybe it was before, and more of an opportunity for other teams to really showcase themselves and to uh, compete. Uh, by the way, you, well, there's some YouTube videos that have been put up on the YouTube channel from some of your uh, stops during your tour. Uh, a couple of videos with the uh, Minot State and Liberty when you went there for the Midnight Madness and and talked to both sides of that one, and then. You talked to the Liberty women's team as well, and then uh, some some stuff from uh, Indiana Tech women's Indiana team, Tech, Indiana Tech, and in Adrian and University of Mary as well. So we get you get to hear from some of those guys on uh, the YouTube channel. There are different uh, video features that have been put up. Good stuff. Let's take another quick break, and then we'll come back and wrap things up. We got to get some more of our partners uh, in. So here we go. Looking to continue building on a successful first season at the ACHA W1 level, Lake Superior State starts its second season in the CCWHA, a season that included having three academic All-Americans. If this is the kind of tradition that you are interested in help building as a player or support off the ice, then visit us at womensd1lssuachahockey.com and see if the school rated Michigan's most affordable university is for you. Lake Superior State Women's Hockey, the small school advantage with the big hockey culture built in. Looking to find the right place to fit your academic needs with a chance to play championship level college hockey? Then Indiana Tech could just be that place. 
In less than a decade, the Warriors have played for two national championships, appeared in the last four national tournaments, and won six regular season and conference tournaments. Off the ice, majors in not just the tech fields, but communications, criminal justice, and more can get your career off to that same kind of championship start. For more information, visit us online at indianatechwarriors.com or at indianatech.edu. At some schools, winning the national championship is the goal. For Liberty's women's hockey program, it's the expectation. Winners of the last five national championships, Liberty women's hockey is the ACHA W1 standard. Be a part of the championship legacy on or off the ice with a first-class education, as well as serving your faith, community, and your game by visiting us at liberty.edu. If you are thinking of joining a growing power to continue playing high-level college hockey, then Lake Superior State's ACHA M2 program could be right for you. In just two seasons under head coach Steve Canisto, the Lakers M2 team continues its drive towards a national tournament bid, coming off the program's best season ever. For information about playing in this hockey-focused community, or if you're just interested in schedule and ticket information, Visit our website at lssuachahockey.com. Looking for the big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University, located in St. Louis, Missouri, could be for you. Fielding five teams across all divisions of the ACHA since 2018 and playing just minutes from campus in the 1,000-plus seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as they compete against ACHA powers like Ohio, Liberty, Minot State, and Illinois State. For more information about all things Maryville, visit maryville.edu. Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single-game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers, Minot State, Missouri State, and, of course, rival Central Oklahoma. Single-game tickets are just $10 apiece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners hockey, the action you crave, only faster. New challenges, new level, same quest. Join us at the University of Mary for the 2023-24 hockey season as the two-time ACHA M2 champions bring that championship pedigree to the M1 level. Watch the Marauders take on rivals Minot State, Jamestown University, and national powers Missouri State, Illinois State, and Colorado State as they look to add to their hockey legacy. Head to GoYouMary.com to find out how you can support University of Mary Hockey.
passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel, Gensel. banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh my goodness Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Okay, welcome back in indeed. Scott Serendi with you in Kansas City, Missouri tonight. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh from that beautiful championship city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, we are running over because uh, that's what we do uh, when we have hockey to talk about. Things get a little long. we got a few minutes left, though. So, um, Stephen, a couple of things I, I wanted to throw out and get your thoughts on as well. Um, you know, we, and I do want to throw this out first and foremost, Kentucky University of Kentucky and Drury University are both also partners with us. We're just waiting to get their audio ads up and in place. So as soon as that happens, but nonetheless, they are part of the American collegiate hockey top 20. Um, okay. So when you see what's on paper right now, Steven, you look at the schedules and, and things coming up, just your thoughts, if you could quickly on what you expect out of this season. We're talking about UNLV. We're talking about everybody. Oh, we're talking about everybody. Okay. Uh, well, I haven't had a chance to look at everybody's but these schedules. I know we've talked about a lot of the teams. Um, I, I'm really excited though about this season. I think. I mean, there's always excitement you go going into a season, but I think just there's just so many good teams now, and there's so many. You know, there's so many matchups you look at like, ooh, this is intriguing. Ooh, this is intriguing. This is this is this could be fun. This could be fun. Where before you maybe didn't have as much of that. And I think that's great for the the ACHA. Um, it's great for, for Georgia and the in the league that they're they're into. And I, I think it's 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 great for, for all of that. And I think it's gonna make the the path to St. Louis really uh exciting. I think it's great. We we got that news came out this week about the uh, ACHA national tournament is going to be in St. Louis for, for the foreseeable future. I think there's a couple years and there, there's an option. Maybe that could be somewhere else, but for the most part it will be in St. Louis, uh, which is a great, so you kind of know that's where you're going to end up. If you make the national tournament, usually they announced it, but two or a couple years in advance, but now you kind of know that's where you're, where you're going to be playing and it's a great place to have it. So uh, that's, that's exciting. I think that's great for the ACHA and for the teams involved. Uh, in the league, and I, I just think it's going to be a really. Uh, we've already seen some exciting things, as you maybe talked about. Mary winning their first M one game, uh, that's going to be fun to see how they do this year. Uh, Minot State, you mentioned how great they look, and if they can have the dominance all year that they have, they're going to be here in Vegas this year. So it'll be fun when they come here, beginning of January, to play UNLV to see them in person. Um, it's because I'm not going to be going to Minot. That's for sure. So when they come here, they're not going to go to them then. <laughs> So, um, oh, that might not people love you already. <laughs> hey, my anyway, I met, I met, I met uh, Mason Morelli during the uh, uh, Golden Knights uh, training. Yes, so, uh, yeah, nice was, interview too, by the way, which will nice, be up tonight. 
nice nice guy and so he's from minot and so uh the people there are, are nice uh at least he was and uh it's just the weather you don't want to go weather. to i don't I, i'm a big i'm a desert brat i don't want to be a, it's you know it's uh, anyways but no i think it's going to be a a great season i think it's uh it's it's going to keep us busy because we've got all these different teams and all these different parts of the of the country and but that's what computers are for and that's what uh phones are for and <laughs> youtube <laughs> or car in your case car, yeah. you drive to these places but uh, uh anyway I, think, <laughs> I know what you're saying um i think two things that are going to be the most interesting to me are the fact that there'll be four more teams in the national tournament when they upped it from 20 to 24 and and the other thing is it's going to have to make the computer rankings just go crazy right i mean uh, when the computers oh, kick yeah. in and start, I can't wait for those to doing this. Started. I can't wait. I, for I, I honestly, I honestly think Stephen, it's going to make it better because I think the teams now that that are competing are so much closer. Like I told you, with Grand Valley State and Indiana Tech and Adrian and, and Purdue Northwest and Minot Liberty and UNLV and Arizona Arizona State. Just go down the list. UCO Oklahoma much better this year. The two Colorado schools. I mean, I just think that the computer will have an easier opportunity, if that's, that's something I can say, to to get them all right because the competition will be that much closer. Yeah, we can't forget about some, the the Division Two teams that that we have on, on partnerships with, and then the women's a couple few women's teams that we have as well. So all that too is going to be uh, fun to, to to kind of keep an eye on as well. Uh, we mentioned it. If, couple of minutes ago this weekend is going to be fun in, in Arizona because UNLV is going to be in Arizona as well. They're going to be playing the ACHA ASU team in Mall Arena, but it's going to be on the auxiliary rink. But they're playing, and I guess so. Nick, they must be there. He must have been talking to us from Tempe because they play tomorrow and Friday in Arizona, unless he didn't make the trip because he's on baby watch. But, but the team is there, I'm sure, because they've got games tomorrow, which is weird. It's a Thursday, Friday afternoon setting. But that's also because I believe Molot Arena has the big ASU Arizona uh, crossover game, if you want to call it that, uh, ACHA uh, NCAA uh, crossover uh, game. exhibition exhibition game officially, but we yep. like to call it crossovers. And uh, so that's that's happening this weekend. And I just saw a clip of Greg Powers talking about that on a on a on a show uh, on some, some program local program there in Arizona, and uh, he's fired up for it. He 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 remembers those rivalries from. The, uh, his days in the ACHA in, in Arizona. <laughs> yes, <he> does. <laughs> and it doesn't matter where, what level they're at. And of course, those schools hate each other anyway, just in general. And and so that should be a fun uh, game on. And I'm sure Chad Berman would love nothing more than to to, to spoil the fun for uh, the ASU NCAA program. And, uh, and it would be a big boost for their their program too. I mean, to get a win like that over over his team so uh no no doubt about it now that's uh so thursday friday for acha unlv um and then the crossover game you like to say u of a and asu ncaa and uh acha and then saturday afternoon a big football game or saturday night with uh, colorado coming to play arizona state so i think uh, that has a lot to do with that, how they that, juggled the schedule that makes sense and uh and somehow and, and i think colorado has a uh as a football co- as, as a coach that's uh, very well known and uh, is getting a lot of attention these days. <laughs> exactly. So, All right. We've <laughs> run ourselves out of time. <laughs> so we go ahead and do. take it away, my friend. We always run out of time. <laughs> uh, from the Summer Skate Studios, this is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast presented by IcetimeHockeyWest.com. Liberty University, bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. 
Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. We keep you supplied with all of the gear you'd need all season long. University of Central Oklahoma, first class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, lunch, catering, dining in or out, or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce. We're at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. UNLV Hockey, follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Top Golf, reserve a bay or a meeting room for your next corporate outing at topgolf.com. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org and become part of one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in style. San Diego State Hockey. Sun, sand, and hockey as well as a top-flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find one of our over 400 locations in 20 states nationwide. Oklahoma University Hockey. The action you crave only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network and is live every week on the Podbean app and is available on your favorite podcast platform at ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show. And people can also follow us on X at ACHA underscore ITHSW as well. Just wanted to get <laughs> that stuff. out there. Good stuff. X, don't forget X, the Instagram. X, X. Don't forget the Instagram. Well, we don't, don't have an Instagram. YouTube channel. Well, we don't have Instagram for uh, for the – well, I guess we have our Instagram for the podcast, ITHSW Podcast, Ice Time SW on Instagram. Yes. Okay. All right. We'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. A big thank you to uh, the associate head coach from UNLV, Nick Caroni, for joining us and updating us on all things UNLV hockey. And we'll talk to you all next week. Good night, everybody.